Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Small Business Big Stories podcast. On this episode, I get to chat with another incredible entrepreneur who took their pandemic experience, made the time to reflect on their passions, and ran with it. This particular individual and their story really got me thinking about what it really means to be a small business owner. Adding that value to a customer or to a person's life really making their experience, whether you have a product-based or a service-based business, special. And with this particular individual's business, they take a what is already a special day and makes it so much more memorable. So without giving too much away, grab a snack, plug your headphones in, and tune into this one. Because trust me, guys, this is a great one. Hey Janelle, thank you so much for coming on today. How are you? I'm good, Brittany. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. Absolutely. I had to have the woman who made the best 30th birthday cake ever on. <laughs> you may honestly, I didn't even know it was it was coming. And when it did, I was so surprised at just the level of detail and how personal you made it. And seeing as though we're not able to celebrate birthdays or do any sort of celebrations as we typically would, having something like that made it, like made me forget about that altogether. So thank you so much again. Well, that's my purpose. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. And that's essentially what I really want to focus on today. And which you really helped me think of the name of this episode, which is the special moments, because I think uh, as entrepreneurs and especially somebody in your field or in your industry, you make, you make the special moments. Uh, You make the celebrations like the birthdays, the anniversaries, what have you that much more special and elevated. Uh, So the name of your company is J'adore Cakes and More. And I'd love to sort of pass it over to you, introduce yourself and tell us a bit about, uh, tell us a little bit bit about Jador. Okay. So like you said, Jador Cakes and More is my baby that was created. I'm going to say during or at the beginning of COVID. So I had started a business years ago and, um, we just, it kind of fell through just because of life kicking in and whatnot. So then the pandemic hit and I said, you know what, I'm home. Now's the best time to get started. And yeah. we started. That's amazing. And yeah, most of the people that I've spoken to so far have been people who have birthed their business from COVID. They thought, you know, uh, I don't know what this is going to come of. I don't know how certain things are going to be in terms of my employment uh, or or not even that. It's just what can I do to maybe come up with a plan B or I know a ton of people who are just reflecting and thinking, you know, what am I really passionate about? You know, I have some of this time now where maybe I'm working from home uh, or yeah, maybe I'm not spending all of this time in the office or commuting And now I have a little bit more time to reflect and think about things that I love. So where did your love of baking come from? Um, Oh, you know, I wish I had my actual sample with me. Baking (laughs) started 
from a young age, just watching my mom and my grandmother, um, both baking. And mm -hmm. then when I had my own kids, just realizing that, you know what, some of the ingredients that were in a lot of the foods that I was giving them, it just, you know, there were a lot of preservatives in it and, you know, the mm -hmm. shelf life was a long time. So it's like, well, what's in there? Um, so Very questionable. Baking. Yeah. Right. I know. So I started baking for my kids and from there, it just went to friends and family for birthdays and for anniversaries, like you said. And, you know, when it comes to weddings and parties, you know, there's the three main things that people worry about, you know, how was the food? How was the bride's dress? And how was the cake? Those are the things. So very, yeah, very true. <laughs> I'm the type of person where I feel like when I get married, it's going to be more of a cupcake scenario. It's okay. going to be less of a cake scenario, just because I feel like every wedding that I go to, there's so much cake left over. I'm like, what do you possibly do with the rest of that cake? Share. Yeah, you are taking that is part of your your gift to take home the guests. You are taking a piece of cake. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, but the more I went through your page, like once I received my cake, and then I got to know your business a little bit more through your Instagram, and I saw the variety of cakes and celebrations uh, that you helped to create. Do you have any formal training in baking? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, this was years ago. My yeah. gosh, it would have been my second son around there. Um, who's now 18 years old. So this was a long time ago. I actually went to Michael's and um, oh, I went to Michael's and I took a cake decorating course. Now I only got through the first level, which was icing the cake. I never yes. went back for the fondant or for the gum paste flowers. I didn't go back for any of that. It's like once I had, you know, just the basis of mm -hmm. things that I need to know. Once yeah. I did that, then that was it. Yeah. So you seem to just have this natural ability to create and learn on your own. Was, was YouTube a part of this learning process as well? Huge. <laughs> but it's funny because I don't know how to draw. So I can craft with fondant. I can shape cakes and I can do all that, but I cannot draw to save my life. So when I'm drawing, because when I think about my ideas, I usually draw them out first and I'm looking at it and then I look at the cake and like the cake looks way better than what I actually drew. So this, this came out way better than I thought it was going to. Yeah. And it's interesting because I get, I mean, art can come in so many different ways and shapes and medians. Um, and it's, it's really interesting that you say that because I do have a couple of friends who will say, you know, I can paint but like, don't ask me to sculpt or don't ask me to, you know, draw your face. Like it's just, there's, there's definitely different elements and different layers to art. Right. And uh, what I really love about your cakes is that you, you make them really personal to, to the person that is being celebrated. Mm -hmm. And I think having that connection with your customers is like, it is the cherry on top. Right. of of the cake if you don't if you don't really take that into consideration I mean really there you're not really I don't feel like it's it's really giving the cake or serving it justice like it's not really helping to make that moment special if you're not putting that client first and really thinking of them so when you are like kind of take me through the creative process a little bit. So say, for example, you know, you get a cake, what is sort of the first things that you think about? 
Well, I can, if you don't mind, I, I'll speak to your cake, which yeah. um, I had a blast doing. So yeah. um, when I was contacted about doing your cake, I thought, okay, so let me get some more information. So I found out how old you were. Then I found mm -hmm. out um, that you were a fitness instructor. So I said, okay, so let's, let's look a little bit more into that. So that's when the research started of, okay, um, what do I want this cake to look like? And it's vegan. So mm -hmm. um, vegan um, desserts have just recently been added to Jadori cakes and more, um, mm. along with um, gluten-free, um, dairy-free, egg-free, egg you know, just there's a variance of, um, of different types of food restrictions. And you know what? I don't want people to feel limited. That, Absolutely. You know, because you, and it's not even a restriction so much, but it, this, yeah. it's their personal preference. But yeah, I and they have intolerances to too or allergies. So, right. And my son has some food allergies too. So I'm aware of a lot of, so my cakes typically do not have, they're nut free. Um, only our banana loaves have a nut product, but everything else is nut free. Yeah. Um, so what I did was, you know, I, I thought in my head, okay, um, we have to do something fitness related. And okay, so then I thought about my colors and then I thought about, okay, what do I want to put on top of the cake? So then that's when I know we talk about YouTube, but I really use Pinterest a lot. Ah, and, okay. And I, I don't look at it as copying. I look at it as getting ideas, getting and inspiration, inspirations, right. Mm -hmm. And putting my own unique twist on it. So again, like I said, I'll draw something out and then when I'm actually making it, it might not come out exactly the way I wanted it to, but then like, if I make a mistake, then I cover it with something else. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? That mistake actually worked because now, you know, now I've added a little something else and it just, it works. Right? Yes. So I, I try to connect with the clients. I, I know my slogan is um, more than cakes. I love to more than just cakes. I love to bake, but then I'm thinking, you know what? Another, if you're allowed to have two slogans, should be sure. edible visions to life because Oof. clients call me, they tell me what their vision is or the, okay, I don't know what I want it to look like, but I know it has to have this. And then I yeah. get, you know, a sense of the person's personality and then I'm able to just create it. Yeah. And it's really, I think it's so special what you just said before, which is, you know, you made this mistake and you're like, wait, but that actually works. And I think that's what's so cool about art or baking or molding or crafting is that even though you seemingly think you made a mistake, you create something that maybe you weren't even thinking of. Yeah. And I think that's what's so cool about art in general is that you put your own spin, your own interpretation, you allow the materials to kind of do and, and go with what it wants to. Obviously you help to, to mold as well. But I feel like, has there been a cake or creation so far where you're just like, whoa, I, like, I know I'm good, but damn, I'm really good. Like, has there been, has there been a piece like that? <laughs> you know what? This past weekend, I actually made two cakes that, you know, my whole family who has to double check my cakes before it leaves the house because they'll look at it and <laughs> be like, Sounds like my family. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can't let it leave like that. I'm like, Ugh you know, what do I need to change? And then they tell me and I'm like, okay. And again, it was a mistake and they helped me fix it. Um, yeah. I just did two cakes, one on Friday, one on Saturday. Um, one was a Hennessy bottle cake, but it was, um, 
a Hollywood themed cake Ooh. with a red carpet coming down the cake, like just, you know, kind of cascading down. And I put some gold bling around it. Fancy. And, yeah. Just a, a film reel. And I use edible, um, edible frosting sheets and I had pictures on it. So that's what was on the film strip. So that yeah. was huge. Oh, and you got, and you made like a mini camera as well, didn't you? Yes, yes. That was yes. incredible. My mom and I were looking at it. She's like, did you see Janelle's cake that she just did? And I was Aww. like, yeah. <laughs> Bo yeah, both of us were, it was incredible. Like the intricate details and the fact that, like you said, you don't have any formal training. You have just practice, determination, YouTube, Pinterest, and- you know but if I can say um, where some of the creativity comes from as well, I'm, I work with children with special needs. So yes. a lot of my time is spent working with the kids um, using Play-Doh, manipulatives, you know, just um, exploring, expanding, just everything. So a lot of my ideas and creativity comes from some of the work that I do with my students as well. That's great. Yeah, we were, we were talking about that the other day where, uh, now do you work full-time with, uh, with the kids? I do. I do. Yeah. Full-time with the kids and then running your, your cake and baking business and you have kids of your own. Kids. Yeah. I have four kids. Yeah. Just superwoman, superwoman Thank over you. there. <laughs> some time, but yeah, it, it's a team approach. Um, everybody in the house has a role, whether it be, you know, with delivery or with cleanup or setup. Um, I have everybody, like I actually do the baking and the decorating, but it's more of the behind the scenes that's help, helpful. Yeah, I, I think that is a common thread that I'm seeing throughout sort of the storytelling that I'm doing through this podcast is that whether it be your family or friends, uh, you having that support system is something so invaluable and yeah it doesn't always have to be family but when it is family it's just it's just you're able to kind of just come together and work as a team and it's like okay you've got this to do you've got this to do you've got this to do and just working like a well-oiled machine right I've gotten better at delegating so things are moving a little smoother now yeah. Well, I feel like when it's your baby, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to delegate because you're just like, you know how you would do something. And then asking someone else to do it is right. like, okay, now there's that trust factor. Do you feel like that, that has sort of been a process for you? It's huge and it's still there. So like I said, from start to finish with the baking, I mean, I would love to say, you know what, um, come on over, let me show you how, you know, the, what ingredients to use, how to measure, but I just don't have the time. And yeah. I'm a perfectionist. And if something goes wrong, I want it to be on me, not on someone else. So right. where I can use um, the skills of my family, I will, like, I'm going to teach my daughter how to use the cricket. So she's going to, you know, take over the cake toppers and stuff for me. Oh. Um, that'll make it a little bit easier. Yeah. And oh, you make she it like also a does my social media. Oh, great. She helps. Yeah. And I mean, with everything that you have going on, having that sort of trusted delegation is, is just the best. And you just like, you work so efficiently, but again, it is a process to ask someone else to do something. And then you're just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta let go a little bit. I gotta work on, and, and you said you're the baker, you know, you put the, you put the masterpiece together, uh, but you do have others sort of like put the whole picture together. Right. Uh, and yeah. Do you feel like you'll get to a point where you're just like, okay, now I've got sort of like a sous chef. 
to take over some projects? I, with, within my family? Maybe or, family or, fr or friend or um, I I don't know. You yeah. know what it is? Because my name is attached to this, it yeah. has to be perfect. Yeah. And I cannot put that responsibility on anyone else right now. For sure. You are getting very, very busy. Very <laughs> extremely busy. And I think with COVID, with um, the restrictions easing up a little bit, people yes. are now wanting to celebrate who have, you know, put things on the back burner, like in the past couple of months. So absolutely. Very but, even, but even through COVID, I, I feel like you were, you were quite busy. Like you were getting, you were getting quite a few orders and so you started, you started Jador Cakes and More at the beginning of the lockdown? Yes. And would you say that things sort of just built like linear in terms of how many orders were coming in? Like people were just sort of like seeing you, noticing you, um, re referring you, and then orders just started to pick up? I, yes, I would say that. And I think, yeah. um, so word of the mouth, word of mouth was huge. Mm -hmm. um, social media, the more I posted, the more, um, you know, that reach, right. Right. Um, part of a marketing group called we rise. And so it's a network where we promote each other's business, small businesses. Yes. Um, a lot of them, which started during COVID and the, the reach that we are able to expand to like, um, just different circles that maybe I would not necessarily be a part of. My cakes are actually getting out there, my pictures, my videos. Um, so it's really, really grown. I absolutely love that Facebook group. It has really made me feel uh, a sense of community outside of my, you know, outside of my family and friends. It has ma really made me feel welcomed and a really great resource as well, a really good support system. And the, the uh, individual who facilitates the page is incredible just with the conversation starter uh, posts that are, that are made and just any sort of resource that small business owners should know, just throwing those resources out there for people to have and, and add to their toolbox and, you know, starting conversations amongst one another, allowing you know, people to post whatever services that they are providing and just really support one another. I think it's such a great page and I'm feeling myself more and more wanting to be around like-minded individuals like that. Yeah. It is so motivational. It puts a smile on my face, even when the day has not warranted a smile on my face. And uh, how long have you been a part of the We Rise group? Um, since last summer, I was there for, right from the beginning. Yeah. Right last from the beginning. Yeah, and my, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Um, and so when it comes to starting a small business, as difficult mm -hmm. as it is, knowing that, again, when you talk about like-minded people, you have someone or a group of people who will support you knowing that, you know, it's not all glitter and glam, but there's a lot of crying behind it. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of wanting to give up and then having somebody there listening to you saying, you know what, um, you know, talk to me, tell me about it. You know, is there anything I can do to help? Um, we'll all pull together, um, get on calls together and just support each other is, it was huge in the success of where I am in order for me to, um, you know, to persevere, not to give up. Right. 
So it was really helpful to have the group. Yeah. And it's, it's really easy to get into a mindset where you're just like, I don't know, like, especially I, I was coming from a perspective where I wasn't really surrounded by a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs. It was, you know, I came from that sort of background and there's nothing wrong with this, but I came from more of a find yourself stability background where it was, you know, find yourself the nine to five or just find yourself that that financial stability. And that usually came from a nine to five with benefits, uh, perhaps a pension and just really securing that and, uh, and building that sort of longevity within a career. And to then explore entrepreneurship is taking way more of a risk. And it, like you said, it is, especially if you're starting it on your own, it's all on you. It's your name. And I, I, I feel even today, I mean, it hasn't been that long since I've been running my fitness and wellness brands, but it's like, my thoughts are just like, oh, things are going really well, but I don't know. And yeah. yes, I believe in me and I don't know. And there's always that voice in the back of your mind, right? Or- yes. Yeah. The, I don't know voice, but we rise being a part of the group and, and getting to know, you know, yourself and getting to know the other incredible entrepreneurs, uh, a part of the group has really helped to reduce the unsure voices. And even when I'm having moments of uncertainty, which I feel are very, very normal, uh, it's, it's helpful to be a part of a group like that. So definitely. Um, yeah. Also, and within the group, we support each other. So whoever has a product, we're supporting each other by, you know, buying that product and then posting it. Right. So again, yeah. it's that, uh, that social media piece, that word of mouth that really helps to build businesses. It's great. Absolutely. Uh, and I wanted to go back to something that I found was really integral to your creative process, which is you working with your kids. So tell me a little bit about your nine to five, if you don't mind me asking, uh, and you sort of what you do with your kids and where the passion for working with kids came from. Um, so I have worked in the mental health field, um, working with children for, I believe this is going on 21 years. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's been a long time. I, you know what, it's funny because in high school I did a co-op at a daycare Mm -hmm. and I always knew that I wanted to, um, have a lot of kids and I knew I wanted to work with kids. So I started off working in the daycare and then, um, there was a little girl there and I remember them, the staff really being frustrated and not knowing what direction to take with this child. And it was at that point I said, you know what, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to get my resource teacher. So it was just a third year um, that I needed to go back for. And I got that. And then I came back or I went into another setting and I just realized that, um, you know, the skills that I had, I was not able to utilize in that setting. Um, So it was kind of a shift. I think I had my first son at that time. And then I don't know, things just kind of went down. I said, you know what? I think I'm done working with kids. I'm going to go into, um, what was it? It was insurance. So I went to, yeah, just a complete (laughs) switch. Yeah. I was sitting down. I remember um, I was there in the morning and then I went out for lunch. I sat in my car and I cried. I said, 
I don't know what I'm doing here, but this isn't going to work. So at that point I made a call and, you know, cause I've learned in life, you need to sustain relationships with people because you never know, not to say you never know if they'll be able to help you, but just if you can help them just in order just to connect. Right. So um, I had messaged someone and she told me there was an opening. So that's when I started at my agency that I'm at right now. So what I do is I work in a classroom with um, my teaching partner Mm -hmm. and five other students. So the developmental levels of our children vary. Um, We have children with autism, behavioral, um, social, emotional, speech and language, uh, and just learning disabilities. So I've been doing that in the classroom for, like I said, 21, 20 years. So I started off as a speech assistant, a speech pathologist assistant. So just kind of worked my way up and I love what I do. It, it makes a difference, a huge difference. It, absolutely. And to work with kids, I mean, to work with the next generation is, is amazing. And it's something that I feel, you know, we need to put a lot of emphasis on. And I love the fact that you shared that you spent a lot of time doing uh, a lot of hands-on and, and tactile things with the kids uh, because that sort of, that, that sort of like inspired or maybe helped to mold that creativity for your cake and, and, and baking business. Right. It did. Which, which is great. I mean, kids just, and just having that childlike curiosity and just ability to explore, I think is something that we should just take along with us for the rest of our lives. I don't think that it should be limited to a classroom where you, you know, you play with Play-Doh and you see what you sort of build from there. I think you should take that Play-Doh throughout your entire life into your adulthood. And I'm actually reading, starting to read a book about, uh, it's called Learning to Learn. And it is all about exploring curiosity and seeing how invaluable curiosity is and not allowing society or the world to tell you to stop that, to stop exploring your curiosity and which is great for you. And I'm so thankful that you did and you know, that you didn't stick with insurance and, uh, and you followed and you followed what you, (laughs) I mean, there's nothing, Hey, there's nothing wrong with insurance. Okay. I know, but you know what? You're right. Listen, there's a job for everyone, but absolutely, I cannot work a nine to five sitting at a desk. I need a new challenge every day and working with the students that I do, there's no two days that are the exact same. Absolutely not. It's yeah. It's refreshing every day. You learn something new every day and kids are working with kids. When I was getting my teacher's degree, I don't know if I mentioned to you, but I do have uh, my teacher's degree. And when I was working with the kids, yeah, it was like what you just said. There was never two days that were the same. The kids inspired me to think and do new things every day and Mm -hmm. think about things in a new perspective. And yeah, I would, I would just be so thankful that I could be around them and impact their lives as well as them impacting mine because they're just so they're so creative they're so fearless and they don't depending on the age they don't really care about what other people think they just like have an idea and they're like I want to do this or I want to make this and or I want to see this and I'm just like we need to just 
bottle that up and take it with us throughout the rest of our lives. Because I think we start to like put boundaries, we start to live life and society obviously and other external factors start to influence the way we think life is supposed to look or we think what's going to give us stability or what's going to give us that, you know, maybe happily ever after. And, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the nine to five. There's, like you said, there's a job for everyone. There's a path of life for everybody and it's okay to explore different paths. It's okay to be like, listen, I've been working in insurance and I don't like it. So I'm going to try something else. Right. Right. And have like no ifs, ands, or buts, just, you know, going for it. And I really, I really admire that. And I try my best to implement that into my life because there have been shifts that I have made as well, where I was like, oh, I really think I want to do this. And then a year or two later, I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> but the good thing is, is that we have choices and there's still time. Absolutely. And now is the same you know just kind of get out there and just go for it yeah and there's transferable skills there's lessons to be learned in every position that you take and like you said like with what you do during your nine to five you know molding the play-doh working with the kids working with your hands that helped you and and went hand in hand with your business so uh so I'm I'm happy for you I'm happy that life has taken you along this path and I want to know what was like your first, what was your first creation? Like what was the first J'adore cakes and more creation? Was it, was it like a cake? Was it a cupcake? What kind of baked good was it? And what was it for? Um, I'm trying to see, because I feel like I have my signature, my signature um, desserts that I've had for years but they became a signature um, yeah. when your cakes and more started. And yeah. I'm going to say um, two of them are our banana loaves Ooh. and our sugar cookies. I love banana loaves or banana bread. I am a huge fan. Bread. It's not a banana bread. Okay. It's a loaf. It's yeah. a loaf. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. It was. It was my son's friend who said you, you can't call it banana bread because it hits different. You know, because the young kids, right? So oh like, yeah, it hits different. Tell me how. Tell me how it's different. Well, that's what I'm like. I like what, tell me about it. He's like, it's not. It doesn't taste like a bread. It doesn't. It's not a cake, but it's like yeah. in between. So that's why we came up with our signature banana loaves because okay. it's, not, it's neither. It's not a banana bread. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Would you Humble. think? Would you think about doing a nut-free option? <laughs> I can, although I think I, you know what. Let me let me work on that. Let yeah. me work on. It. You know what? Like just like with your cake and um, you know the vegan products that we have started doing. Um, I like a challenge. Okay. So leave, leave that with me. Let me let me leave it with me. Amazing. Okay. Now, no pressure or anything. I'm just like, I, I really, I really detest the fact that I have a nut allergy and, uh, because I just feel like I, I miss out on so many delicious things, but I love banana loaf and I would love to try it. So if it's something, you know, that you just delve into or experiment with one day, let me know. Awesome. All right. So we are going to end off with some lightning round questions. Now, with our lightning round questions, you get 
about one word to a sentence to respond to the question. Uh, and that's why lightning round, rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> All right, so here's the first one. What has been a special moment for you in your business thus far? You've created so many special moments for people with your amazing desserts. What has been a special moment for you? Um, getting the positive feedback and the referrals. Like there's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing like it. The biggest form of flattery, honestly. Yeah. And just like, like I said, just making, just making that impact on somebody else or making that impression on somebody else. There's, there's, I love it. Yeah. When they, when they repost the pictures or when they will send emails, say, oh, I gave it to so-and-so and they absolutely loved it. I love it. Awesome. All right. You're good at this. All right. Second question. If the roles were reversed, who would you want to bake you a cake, famous or not? And what kinds, what kind of cake and for what occasion? So it's like a three-parter question. So okay, who would so you want, who would you want to make, uh, to make your cake? I would, ooh, the cake boss. Ooh, what's his name? Carlos. Carlos, yes. He has Carlos's bakery and I think it's in New Jersey. I would love to have a cake from him. Okay. We'll see if we can put that out into the universe. Manifest that. <laughs> Carlos, if you're listening, Janelle needs you in her life. <laughs> um, okay. What kind of cake? Uh, my favorite cake is red velvet. Oh, such a good choice. I love it. I love it too. Um, also I'm like old fashioned in the sense, like, like a good chocolate cake, like the cake that you made for my birth, like that was, that was perfect. <laughs> um, and for what occasion would you want Carlos to bake this cake for? Uh, my wedding anniversary is coming up June 28th. I would love an anniversary cake. Okay. Carlos, you have very limited time. So get, <laughs> get cracking. <laughs> awesome. All right, final question for the dessert queen. What do you look forward to the most? Is it your meal, like the actual meal, whether it be like dessert or sorry, whether it be lunch or dinner, or do you always look more forward to dessert? Um, when I'm home or when I'm out? Oh, uh, it's different. It's you want different to be from, okay, so when you're out. Because when I'm out, I, and this could be because I bake, yeah. um, not that I'm necessarily critiquing, but I always look forward to dessert. I'm a sweet person, so anything sweet, I'm there. Yeah. Um, when I'm at home, I look forward to dinner, just mm -hmm. because I get to spend more time with my family around that time. Oh, good. That's, yeah, and I mean having family around to share, to share the meals is like nothing else. So it's a uh, very, very interesting that there's two different answers, whether you're, you're in or out for, uh, for dinner. Interesting. Well, not only that, but because when I'm home, I'm the one who's cooking, if yeah. I'm out, right? Someone else is paying for it or I'm paying for it, but I'm not the one uh, who's actually doing it. So, right. So you're like, Hey, bring it on, bring yeah. it on. Take it all, actually. <laughs> See this whole right side of the menu here? I'll take it. And then add the dessert, too. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, Janelle, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. 
I am so excited to see your business flourish and to see what's next for J'adore Cakes and More. Where can people find you? Well, first, I want to say thank you so much for having me on. I think that your podcast is absolutely amazing. I'm so excited to be a part of it. Um, and people can follow me at J'adore Cakes and More on Instagram, on Facebook, again, J'adore Cakes and More, on by email, Janelle at JadoreCakesandMore.com, and my website, which is still in progress, um, but it's, it's here. Um, Websites take time. <laughs> oh, more time. Well, remember I said I wear a lot of different hats, right? Yes. So I, I'm also kind of behind the scenes working on my website, but it takes a lot longer. Um, and that's www.jadorcakesandmore.com. Awesome. And guys, I mean, it, you need to check Janelle out and Jador Cakes and More. Just the personal touches that she puts on her pieces, the creativity, the taste. You would be missing out if you didn't order from her. Uh, yes. And you yes. Know what? I think we need to tag team because once they eat my desserts yes. and put on all that weight, then they can work with you to lose it. Oh, we can work together. Tag team. <gasps> oh my God. Listen, listen, everything in moderation. Okay. There's nothing wrong with having some cake. Okay. Can you work with me? Maybe I just need to work with you and work it all off after I eat it. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll talk right after this. <laughs> All right. You have yourself an incredible evening. Thank you so much. Uh, and we will talk soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay,